like Ben says, I'm starting our Christmas series and um, the title I've got for this morning is Joy. I'm not sure why I've got that one. Um, you know, when Christmas time starts and it's really exciting and people start putting the tree up and do all these wonderful things and then all these happy people come out don't they? These Christmas happy people. And you know, sometimes they're happy all year round, but sometimes they're miserable the rest of the year and then they're really happy at Christmas. Or sometimes they're just normal people the rest of the year and then they're really happy at Christmas time. And like, they'll stand in queues and they're really happy to be standing in a queue at Christmas time and, and you know, whatever goes on. But I've got my tree up, everything's wonderful and they're just happy people at Christmas time. Do you know some of those people? I don't think I'm one of those people generally. You know, but what I want to say to you this morning is that joy isn't just for Christmas time. And so often we'll get excited and joyful at Christmas time because it's Christmas time. I'm not really quite sure why, but we do. But joy isn't just for Christmas time. And that's what I want you to take away with you this morning. Robert J. Morgan says this. Happiness is an emotion. And joy is an attitude. Emotions come and go, but attitudes come and grow. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. That joy is more than just a happy feeling at Christmas time. Joy is more than something that we have when we have a few too many sherries on Christmas Day or whatever works for you. Joy is something different. Joy is something deeper. Joy is something that you can take through every season you go through. And this morning, I really believe that God wants to give us some new joy. I want to read to you from Luke 2, 8 to 20 in the English Standard Version. And it says this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. They were filled with great fear. Sure there's some of you sitting in here this morning. Sure there's some of you watching online. And fear is gripping you for whatever reason. But there's hope. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Anybody a people in here? Are you a people? Any, not many of you. I don't know what the rest of you are, but whatever. You're welcome anyway. Anybody of people online? If you're a people online, just give me a hand up emoji or whatever you can find in your emojis. Be sensible with them though. There is great joy that will be for all the people. That means you. That means you online. That means you here. That means all those people out there who can't even hear me because they are all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly with this, the eight, I've lost myself. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, I'm sure this wasn't the first thing they said to one another. Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. We'll come back to that. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it as it had been told them. You know, when you read the story of the wise men, it also talks about the wise men having great joy when they see the star. There's something about the Christmas story and there's joy there. You know, the original Greek for the word joy that is used here is kare. And it's joy because of the awareness of grace. So there's joy... Because I'm aware that something has happened that I don't deserve. That's what this is about. That's what joy is about. It's not about how you feel. It's not about what's going on. It's not about the circumstances around you. Joy is an attitude of heart because you know that there is grace for your circumstances because of somebody else. And that somebody else is Jesus Christ. And you may know him this morning or you may not know him this morning. But wherever you are at, he has got joy for you, regardless of your circumstances, surrounded by the grace that he brings, that he wants to change and equip your day with his joy. So the first thing I want to say to you this morning is share the joy. You know, the angels came to the shepherds and basically evangelized to them. You know, I don't know about you, but... You know, dressing up in an angel suit and going and scaring some people off to death to let them know that Jesus is alive, maybe is not the thing that we would do nowadays because we want to be nice to people who don't know who Jesus is and all the rest of it. But this was how God did it. He went and scared the life out of some shepherds who were just doing the job on a hill. They were scared to death. It says, let me find it again. They were filled with great fear. They were filled with great fear. But the angels didn't come to fill them with fear. They came to bring them joy. The good news was the joy of Jesus. You know, the angels visited the shepherds because they knew these shepherds wanted to hear what they got to say. You know, there are many reasons and we look at, well, why, you know, why did they visit? Why were the shepherds told and why were the wise men told and the different things about the Christmas story? And we can look into all that. But at the end of the day, the angels told the shepherds what had gone on. They went and had a look and then they told everyone that they saw what they had found. They shared the joy. They'd been in a place of absolute fear that was transformed to a place of fullness of joy And then they shared the joy. The joy wasn't just for them. It was for all people. And it's still the same today. The joy that we can find in Jesus, the joy that Jesus has for you this morning, in and through your circumstances, despite them, is for you to share. It's for you to share with those around you, to share that joy And it's a keynote of the Christian faith that we're here to share that good news. You know, when Paul wrote to the Philippians, they were a young and they were a struggling church. They were having a difficult time. And Paul himself, when he wrote to them, wrote to them from prison. So he wasn't having the best of time himself. But there are 15 references to joy 
in Philippians. From a man sitting and writing in a jail cell to a young struggling church, he wrote about joy. And this morning you may find yourself in a prison cell, and it may not be a literal one, but you may feel like it. This morning you may find yourself struggling, but God is writing to you about the joy that there is for your circumstances and the joy that he wants you to share with those around you. Philippians 4.4 in the NLT says this, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I must say you're looking joyful this morning to some of you. <laughs> Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Rejoice. You know, rejoice historically is derived from the French which means return to joy. And this morning, I believe some of us need to return to joy. That God wants us to invite us back to that place of joy that we've had in the past. God wants to bring a new joy for us this morning. God wants us to return to joy in him. The joy of his good news. The joy that he sent his son to save us. God wants us to return to joy. And your circumstances may have taken you down a different road. Your circumstances and your situation may have taken you to a place where you're just full of seriousness. Or you're just full, or you're full of frustration or anger and you just think oh I just won't even bothered anymore but God wants to bring you return you to that place of joy I want you to return to joy there's a message this morning from heaven and it is beckoning you return return to joy from that place of hopelessness return to joy from that place of sadness return to joy. From that place of despair, return to joy. From your disappointments, return to joy. And God wants us to share that joy. He wants us to share it. He wants us to find it again and share it out with everyone we meet. I don't know about you, but you know, Christmas time's about chocolate generally. I don't really like sharing mine. I just, you know, put them in my pockets and hide them away. And we, we had some chocolates at the volunteer Christmas party this week. And I took quite a few home in my pocket because I didn't really want to share them with anyone. Quite obsessed with them. Don't know where the rest of them are. Yeah, thanks, Jude. I'm sure I'll find them this week when I come down. But we don't always like to share things, do we? We always like to share our chocolates. I have a child who has, still has sweets from their birthday in November. What's that about? Share them. She's shaking her head at me. But we don't always like to share these things. Because we, we're like, well, it's nice. They're nice. I want them for myself. I want to save them for myself. I want to eat them for myself. And sometimes we're like that with God. You know, God, it's just me and God. I just want to share God with myself. And I've just got my own little relationship with God and it's fine. God has sent his good news and his joy so you can explode everywhere with it and share it with everyone. God wants you to get your joy chocolates that you received this Christmas time and give them away because he isn't going to leave you empty with no sweets or chocolate left. 
He is going to pour more joy into you. So share your joy and you will get some more. Share the good news and he will remind you of the goodness that he's got for you if we only share it. And the shepherds knew this and they shared that good news. This morning I want to encourage you. Share that good news with yourself. Return to joy where you need to so that you can share it on with those around you. The second thing I want to say to you this morning is grow in joy. You know, in Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. And I believe that if we're believing that joy is an attitude rather than just how we're feeling because of what's going on, then it's something that can grow in us. It's a way that we can see and perceive the world. It's a way that when we work with God and we allow God into our lives, then he by his spirit grows those things within us. So we experience it more and more in and through our circumstances. You know, the shepherds didn't feel joy at first. They felt fear. Joy grew as things changed, as they understood more. I remember bringing our eldest daughter home when she was born in one of them car seat things. I forgot what they were called then. And we brought her home and we set it on the floor in the middle of the room of the terraced house. And I can remember looking at her and thinking, oh, And as excited as we were to have it, and as wonderful as it was in the blessing and the excitement, there was a small element of fear that was beginning to creep upon me now that we had arrived home and I realized, oh, (laughs) okay, I've just got to look after this thing now. And I just, oh my word, this isn't going back to the shop. (laughs) But the joy was greater than the fear. But the fear was there. You know, and sometimes in our lives we can have fears and anxieties and worries about things. But we have to allow the joy to grow and be bigger than them. And I believe that that's what God wants to do and teach us this morning. He wants to teach us to allow the joy to grow bigger than the things that are going on in our lives. Like Ben's talked about, you know, maybe you've got sickness in your life. Maybe there's difficulties in family. Whatever's going on this time of year for you, whatever's going on in the season that you are in, God wants joy to grow bigger than your fear, bigger than your anxiety, bigger than anything else that is going on. And I've got a few things that I believe that when we allow the attitude of joy to be big in our lives, to grow in our lives. These are the other things that we allow in. So this is the first one. I believe that joy brings strength. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to the Lord. And do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For those of you grieving today, the joy of the Lord is your strength. When we choose an attitude of joy, strength grows in us. When we choose an attitude of joy, I believe that joy brings healing. Isaiah 35 10, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing 
everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. There's healing for you in the house this morning. There's healing for you in God's presence this morning. As you allow that joy to grow in your life. So joy brings strength. Joy brings healing. Joy brings hope. Matthew 25, 21. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. When we allow God in, it gives us hope for more. There's joy as we're believing for something new and something different. As we're believing that circumstances will change and break, joy brings hope. And the last one, joy brings a different perspective. James 1, 2-3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know, whatever's going on in your life, I believe that God wants to change your perspective by bringing joy into your heart. And as he does that, then we see things so differently because we see what he is doing, not what the world is doing. I'm going to read you this quote again that I read at the beginning. Happiness is an emotion and joy is an attitude. Emotions come and go, but attitudes come and grow. This morning, I believe that God wants to grow some joy in your life. And it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen overnight necessarily. But he wants you to say, God, I want some of this joy that Sarah's talking about this morning. Help me to hear you. Help me to bring it into my life. Help me to bring it into my circumstances so that it changes my perspective, so that I see things differently, so that gives me strength for each day, so that it brings healing, so that it brings hope, no matter what is going on. And I believe that the more joy overtakes our thoughts, our feelings, and our attitudes, it brings forgiveness, it brings kindness, it brings love in our homes, and in our workplaces. So the final thing I want to say to you this morning is that there's new joy. And I've said it a few times already, but I really believe it today. I really believe that God wants to bring a new joy to your life. A new joy for today, for this month, for this next year. Ronald Wharton, when he talks about joy, says this. It will change atmospheres, break through heaviness, disarm and dismantle religious spirits, and ultimately strengthen us for the great and unseemingly impossible exploits that we are designed for. I don't know about you, but I want some joy if that's what it's doing. Joy lights up the world. As individuals and as a church, we're called to light up those dark places. We're called to be a light in those dark places. And the way we do it is by joy. You know, if we recognize that Jesus was born, that he lived and he died, 
that he was resurrected, then what gratitude and joy should we have? We just become so complacent, I think, at times with the Christmas story, with the Easter story. And that in itself is what does it. We add the word story to it. And the reality of what happens on that Christmas day and on that Easter day just becomes something that we're just so aware of that we no longer allow it to impact and change our hearts and our attitudes in how we face life. We face life with the thought of, oh, Jesus died on the cross and did all that stuff that I heard at church, but I'll just get on with my life anyway. No, that is who you are. That is what you do. That is everything you see and everything that you can be in and through and because of him and the joy that he brings. Joy should be explosive in our lives. And it doesn't have to be all happy clappy, but there is a joy that sustains and strengthens you in and through your life, in and through your circumstances. And the more we realise that Christ came for me, Christ came for me to change and transform my life, to bring hope for the future, that I can share that news on with everybody I meet. If Christ came for me, Christ came for each one of you. Are you getting it? Because sometimes we just get so lost in the ABC of it, in the, oh, let's just try and understand it. Oh, this is what God says. But actually, there is a transformational power that comes with the knowledge of who Jesus is and what he wants to do in your life. Christ came for me. Christ came for you. You know, an entitlement quenches our thanks and breaks the bridge to joy. Because we just feel entitled. Well, I'm entitled to having all these things. I'm entitled to a good job. I'm entitled to a happy life. I'm entitled to whatever you feel that you're entitled to. But it quenches the joy. Because let's be honest, good jobs, happy families, it doesn't always work like that. It doesn't always work out the way we hope. And yet in and through the difficulties, in and through the disappointments, there is a joy that can sustain you and uphold you and be evangelistic to those around you because they think, how can you go through those circumstances and still be happy? Because it doesn't matter what my circumstances are. What matters is that Jesus came and died on the cross and has set me free and saved me. That is the joy that I hold. And the facts of it don't really matter. And the things I don't understand don't really matter. What matters is that Jesus loves me. That he came for me. And that he can give me an everlasting joy. One that brings acceptance for circumstances. Because it doesn't matter. What matters is the joy that he gives me in and through it. And I believe he wants to give you that joy this morning. He wants to fill you to overflowing again this morning. Despite your circumstances, despite what's happening, despite the past, despite the future. That there is hope and joy for you today.
in and through all things, there's joy. Above all things, there's joy. Say it with me, there's joy. You know, that's just like one of my teenage girls with an eye roll, there's joy. All right, I'll say there's joy. No, there's joy. There's a deeper joy than your circumstances are affecting you. There's a deeper joy than what is going on in your life. There is a deeper joy to sustain you and uphold you. There is joy despite the fear that the shepherds felt that kept them going. The joy of the Lord is your strength in and through it all. God wants to charge you up and plug you in and refresh you this morning with joy bigger and beyond what is going on. He wants to open up that old well. There's new joy coming out. And he wants you to rediscover and reclaim the joy on an unprecedented level so that when you go home today, when you go into work or uni or school or college this week, people are going to be like, what is going on with you? (laughs) Just like that. Expo. And it may not outwork from you like that. But God wants you in and through your circumstances to be so full of it that it overflows you and that you share the joy just like the angels did, just like the shepherds did. There's joy to be shared. There's joy to grow in. There is new joy for you this morning. And you may think, well, I used to be joyful when I first became a Christian. I was joyful before this thing happened in my life that really knocked me for six. This morning, there is new joy for you that can set you up and set you free and set you on a new path. If the band want to come and join me, that'd be great. Come with joy band. Thanks, Tim. You know, you may be serious this morning. You may feel like your life is serious and you have to be serious, but there's a new joy for you. You may be forcing it and faking it and giving everyone the smile and making everyone think that you're as happy as Larry, but there is new joy, real joy for you this morning. You may be sad. You You may feel sad. But there is new joy for you this morning. You may be grieving. You know, I I cried this week when I went and picked my kids up from school. I was like, Mom, I just want you to come home. I just want you to be back. And the grief hit me again. But I know that there's new joy in God for me this Christmas time. You know, you may be afraid but there's new joy for you. It may be your first time meeting Jesus this morning and you may think we're all completely off our heads, but there is joy for you this morning and all you need to do is ask him for it and he wants to fill you and refresh you. You may have lost that first love. You may have had that joy before, but there is new joy for you this morning. I want to ask you to stand. I want to read to you from Psalm 16, verse 11, and it says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. 
at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This morning, I believe that there is fullness of joy for you. And all you need to do is ask him. So I just want us to take a moment. And in your circumstance, in what's going on, if you need some joy, if you want that joy to begin growing in your life, then just lift your hands to him and just say, more joy for me, God. New joy for me, God, this morning. God, and I pray that this morning by your spirit, you would come and fill us and flood us with a new and a fresh joy that we would overflow, that it would strengthen us, that it would bring hope, that it would bring healing, that it would bring a new perspective. God, in your mighty power, come by your spirit and fill us afresh. Bring your joy, new joy new joy let it bubble up in people's lives God we ask for a new joy in Jesus mighty name the one who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross Jesus bring that joy that joy that you knew let it rest in hearts and minds let it go deeper than just emotions May it bring hope and peace for this season. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just ask that where there's sadness, where there's grieving, where there's sickness, where there's despair, and hopelessness and disappointment that you would come by your spirit that you would touch lives that you would do a deep and lasting work and that you would bring forth a new joy from people's lives bring it forth in Jesus name we ask you Amen